Hey, good morning, Avenue Church. I'm so glad you decided to tune in online with us today. Do me a favor, whether you're brand new with us or you call Avenue Church your home, let me know where you're currently watching from. This really helps me out. I love seeing the engagement, whether you're online or you're watching us later on in the week. Man, I love seeing you guys talk with one another. So let me know if you're watching in Vegas, if you're on vacation, if you're out of state, if you're in your living room, wherever you're at. I want you to comment where you're watching from. Now, if you're uh, totally new with us today, and this is your first time joining us, my name is Pastor Jeremy, and along with my wife, we have the honor of pastoring this amazing church. But do me a favor, I want you to text me at 702-727-8280, or you can just comment, hey, I'm new with you today, we have a hassle-free guarantee, I just want to say hello today. Now, we're in a new collection of talks, and I hope you're enjoying this series. We're going through the book of Acts but this talk is called Change People, Change the World. Listen to me. You can change the world. You can make an eternal difference in Jesus' name. And so I love this collection of talks as we go through the book of Acts. And last week, my wife, Pastor Lindsay, she shared about the life of Stephen. And because of his faith, he was stoned to death. Not that kind of stoning, all right? But the rocky kind, all right? I got pastor jokes for days. I'm here every Sunday, folks. But if you haven't seen that message, go ahead and go on YouTube and make sure you catch up on this series. But there is another character in the story that Pastor Lindsay mentioned, and it's found at the very next verse in Acts chapter 8. So check this out. It says, and Saul approved of Stephen's execution. Saul approved of Stephen's execution. So Saul was there. He watched it take place. And there arose on that day a great persecution, a great persecution against the church in Jerusalem. And they were all scattered throughout the regions of Judea and Samaria, except the apostles. Now, devout men, they buried Stephen, and they made great lamentations over him. So they're grieving because Stephen is now dead. But Saul was ravaging the church. He was entering house after house, and he dragged off men and women, and he committed them to prison. Listen to me, church. I got to show you how relevant the Bible is for these times. You see, Stephen... He died at the hands of Saul because he was preaching a message that was against Saul's belief. He was preaching that the gospel was available to everyone. He saw that salvation through Jesus Christ was not restricted to only those who kept the Jewish law. Now, I don't know if you understand this, okay? Listen to me, listen to me. See, the reason why Stephen died was he went against Saul's belief that Stephen didn't restrict the gospel to one particular group of people. He preached the message that we preach today, that anyone can accept Jesus, that anyone can know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and to make a difference, that Stephen was a bridge, not just to the Jews, but so that everyone can accept Jesus and accept salvation. So the title of my message today is Bridges and Ditches. All right, I want you to comment that right now. Bridges and Ditches. And so I love seeing that you're commenting today. So Bridges and Ditches. Now here's the definition of a bridge. A bridge is a structure carrying a road, path, railroad, or canal across 
So a bridge is something that takes you across a river, a ravine, a road, a railroad, or other obstacles. Other obstacles. Uh, have you ever taken the journey from Nevada to down to Arizona and to Phoenix? You know, I used to drive to Phoenix when I first moved here about 14, 15 years ago to visit my grandparents. And it would literally take about two hours extra at the Hoover Dam uh, road. You had to literally drive on top of Hoover Dam just to get into the Arizona state until they finally built, thank you, Jesus, the Pat Tillman Memorial Bridge. Comment if you knew what the name was because I had to look it up. I don't think anyone knows the name of the bridge. But the reason why the bridge is so awesome because it saved us another two hours. It connected Nevada to Arizona. And that's what Jesus was. Jesus was a bridge. He came to connect you and I to salvation, to hope, and to love. Jesus changed Saul into Paul so that Paul can connect or be a bridge to the Gentiles, to everyone and to anyone who wasn't worthy in the eyes of the religious. But here in the story, we see that Saul felt completely justified. You see, he had permission by the law to put Christians who didn't do what they thought they should do to death. He had the power to arrest and to throw people in prison for believing in the life-giving message of Jesus Christ. So can I just ask you today, I want to ask you this, what if your beliefs don't line up with God's word? Because so many times I think we need to pause and say, do I believe? Is it actually right? That I want to get on your, I want to get in your stuff today. Come on, I want a vacation this week. I feel good. I feel ready. But here's the problem, church. Sometimes we justify our beliefs with facts and with politics. But can I challenge you today? Let us use the word of God to guide your beliefs. Not our beliefs guide the word of God. Do I believe line up with God's word. And so I got to tell you, church, there's a verse in the Bible that says, if we humble ourselves, God will exalt us in due time. And so in Acts chapter 9, here's God humbling Saul. And so here's what it says in Acts chapter 9. It says, but Saul still breathing threats and murder. I mean, this guy is on a mission. This guy is ready to destroy Christians against the disciples of the Lord. He went to the high priest and he asked him for letters to the synagogues at Damascus. So that's where he's getting his justification from. So that he found any belonging to the way. Anytime you see the way in the Bible, that's talking about Christians, because the word Christians didn't get established until the church started at Antioch. It said men or women that he might bring them to bound to Jerusalem. So I'm going to take Christians. I'm going to bring them to Jerusalem. I'm going to imprison them. I'm probably going to put them to death. Now, as he went on his way, he approached the city of Damascus and suddenly. I love the suddenly moments in Scripture. I love when God gives us a suddenly encounter that changes us forever. And it's suddenly a light from heaven shone around him. And it says this, and falling to the ground, he heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And he said, who are you, Lord? And this is so significant. Paul says, who are you, Lord? I think I know you, but I don't know you. And he said, I am Jesus 
whom you are persecuting. I want you to catch this today. If you persecute the church, you're persecuting Jesus. And that brings me hope today because when Jesus wins, the church wins. We begin to win. And this is what he says. He says, but rise and enter the city and you'll be told what you are to do. The men who are traveling with him stood speechless, hearing the voice. So Saul wasn't losing his mind. Saul wasn't having an out-of-body experience. They were there with him, but they saw no one. So Saul rose from the ground, and although his eyes were open, and this has significant meaning, although we can see, many of us are blind. And so he saw nothing. So they led him by the hand, and they brought him into Damascus. And for three days, he was without sight, he neither ate nor he drank. What an encounter. That Saul's on his way to throw down on Christians, but instead he's found lying on the ground. That he wanted to throw Christians in prison and enslave them, but now he is being led by the hand like a prisoner. But here's what I love about this portion of Scripture, that a religious man found a relationship with God. See, Saul said, who are you, Lord? And God says, this is who I am. I'm not a God of religion. I'm a God of relationship. But here's the problem with religion sometimes. Religion often finds ways to elevate us above others. By what I did, I am good. But how many know we're not good without God? But a relationship always finds ways to put others before us. It's because of what Jesus did. And I want to do what Jesus did. But the problem is, is when we elevate ourselves above others, we judge, we compare, we get angry. We get angry when they don't do what we do. We get angry when they don't do things in a particular way that we want to ditch people. But relationship teaches us to love our neighbor as we love ourselves. That is the gospel. So the title of my message today obviously is Bridges and Ditches. Let us be a bridge to people. Let's not ditch people. So here's the definition of ditch. It's a narrow channel dug in the ground, typically used for drainage alongside a road or edge of a field. Now there's not too many ditches here in Nevada, but I grew up in North Dakota and we have some big, deep ditches. But here's the second definition of a ditch to get rid of or to discard. Has someone ever ditched you? Has someone ever gotten rid of you? Has someone ever discarded you? It hurts. It hurts to feel rejected. It hurts to be discarded. But Jesus always went out of his way to be the bridge instead of the ditch. Jesus went out of his way to meet a woman, a Samaritan woman, at a well, Jesus decided to be the bridge so she can encounter the life-giving message of Jesus Christ. Jesus saw Zacchaeus and he was too short and so he climbed up into a tree just to see Jesus pass by crowds of people. But Jesus stopped and he says, I want to be the bridge. Come on down and let's have dinner together. Jesus saw the disciples. They were outcasted. They were discarded. And Jesus said, let me be the bridge. Come and follow me. Listen to me, church. We cannot ditch those who don't look like you. We cannot ditch those 
who don't act like you. We cannot ditch those who do not believe like you believe. But let us love people. Hate solves nothing. But listen to me, in order to connect, Jesus needed a bridge. I'm asking you today, are you willing to be a bridge instead of a ditch? I'm preaching good today in my living room. Come on, somebody. But I want to ask you today, will you be a bridge? Will you be a bridge instead of a ditch? So here in Acts chapter 9, this says, now there was a disciple at Damascus named Adonias. And I love this portion of scripture. I've always seen it. I've always preached on it, but I've never seen it before. And the Lord said to him in a vision, Ananias. And Ananias said, here I am, Lord. You know what I love about this? Sometimes we highlight the rebellious or the radicals instead of the faithful. And so here's a faithful man named Ananias. And the Lord said to him, rise and go to the street called Straight at the house of Judas. I love the details in what God is saying to him. Begin to ask God for details in your prayers. God, give me specific details so I know it's you. And he said, look for a man of Tarsus named Saul. So I want you to find this man named Saul who got knocked off his horse, who's now blind. For behold, he is praying. And he has seen in a vision a man named Ananias come in, lay his hands on him so that he might regain his sight. But check this out. Ananias answered, Lord, ha <laughs> ha, right? Jesus, Lord, I have heard from many about this man. I have seen on Facebook about this man. I've, I've heard on Instagram. He's in a few of my Instagram stories. I have heard about the evil he has done to your saints, to your people at Jerusalem. And here he has authority from the chief priest to bind all those who call on your name. But the Lord said to him, go. God is saying, go and be a bridge. Go and be a bridge, for he is a chosen instrument of mine to carry my name before the Gentiles, before the kings and the children of Israel. Paul, Saul's going to be now Paul, and he's going to be a bridge to the Gentiles and to the children of Israel. For I will show him how much he must suffer for the sake of my name. And verse 17 says, And so Ananias, he departed and he entered the house. He departed and he entered the house. Yeah, I've read this story so many times. I preach this story because it's a powerful story of a murderer becoming an apostle, of Saul turning into Paul. Paul, who writes most of the New Testament in God's Word. But Ananias stood out to me. He stood out to me because he was the target. Saul was the threat to his life, but Ananias still took a risk, and he still became the bridge. He even heard about the rest. He said, um, I'm God. There's a guy who's, who's killing people that believe like me. He can wipe me out. He can bind me. He can throw me in prison and later kill me. He could have ditched Saul due to fear or the facts, but instead he became faithful and he decided to be the bridge. You see, I never realized that what Ananias did was so powerful, that he was the bridge for Saul to become Paul. He was there to pray for him. 
He was there to heal his eyes. He was there to pick him up and to usher in Paul's transformation. He was a bridge instead of a ditch. I'm going to ask you today, are you willing to be a bridge instead of a ditch? You know, here's some bridges throughout our Christian history. There's a man named John Stoppitz. All right, if I said this wrong, I am so sorry. But John Stoppitz, but he actually led a man named Martin Luther to Christ. Martin Luther later wrote 95 theses. There's another man named John Eglin. And what he did was he introduced a relationship with Jesus to a man named C.H. Spurgeon. Another man named Edward Kimball. He was a shoe salesman who actually mentored a powerful theologian named D.L. Moody. Now, a lot of these names might not mean much to you, but this next one does. Mordecai Ham. He was a small town evangelist. He spoke at tent revivals and a little boy. He sat in the audience. He gave his life to Jesus Christ. That little boy's later name was Billy Graham, one of the greatest evangelists of our time. Listen to me. It's time to be the bridge to the chain. It is time for us to say, I want to be the bridge. Come on, Avenue Church. Let us be bridges instead of ditches. So Avenue Church, I want you to comment. Change people can change the world. Now listen to me. You might be asking, how can I be the bridge? I just have some really quick points. Number one, how to be the bridge. Pray and ask God for opportunity. That's exactly what Ananias did. He was praying and God spoke to him. And Ananias said, here I am. Am. So pray and ask God for the opportunity. God, whose life can I make an impact today? Whose life can I reach out to to be the bridge? But number two, I think it's a little bit harder. Number two is take a risk. Just think about Ananias. He had to go to a man who was breathing out murderous threats. A man who killed a Christian named Stephen. And a Christian himself, he said, I'll go. I'll take the risk. I'll take the risk to reach out to someone. Can I, can I talk real today? I'll take the risk of looking stupid. I'll take the risk of, of breaking out of my comfort zone to be the bridge. But number three is just reach out. Just reach out. Reach out or cross over cultural or racial barriers. See, church, that's why we have bridges. Bridges connect one side to another side. But number four, and this is my challenge for you, is to repeat. To say, God, I'm going to pray. God, I'm going to take a risk. And God, I'm going to connect. See, check out Ananias' reaction. I love this in Acts chapter 9. So he goes, and this way takes place. He said, he lays his hands on him, and he said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus Christ, who appeared to you in the road by which you came, has sent me so that you may regain your sight and you may be filled with the Holy Spirit. So you may be filled with the Holy Spirit. So he lays his hands on Saul and prays for him. And immediately something like scales fell from his eyes, and he regained his sight. Then he rose, and he was baptized. And taking food, he was strengthened. You know what really stood out to me? Within the next, in that first verse, Ananias went to this murderer, Ananias went to the man who was throwing Christians in prison. Ananias, he laid hands on him, and he said, Brother Saul, Brother Saul. What a, what a powerful statement. 
But that is exactly what a bridge would say. That Ananias, he's confronted with someone who has the potential to arrest him, the potential to remove him from his city, to be thrown into prison, to be potentially stoned, but to put to death. And his response is, you're my brother. Brother Saul, I will love you. I'll take the risk. I'll be the bridge, even if you don't love me back. See, John chapter 13, verse 34, it says there's a new commandment I give to you, that you may love one another just as I have loved you. You also are to love one another. Church, let us be the bridge. Let us not ditch people. Let us be able to connect. And let's love one another. Yeah, I went to uh, Fargo South High School. And I've been in Vegas for so long. I live with my wife and I. We meet another couple in Vegas. They're like, what high school you go to? And my wife's like, Las Vegas High School. Come on, somebody. Go Wildcats, you know. And I go, Fargo South. And they go, well, where's that at, you know. But Fargo's in North Dakota. And uh, in high school, uh, I had connected with a man, uh, with a peer, a classmate named John. And uh, John was one of my classmates in my automotive class. And uh, you might be like, you took automotive class. Yes, I didn't learn anything. All right? I'm a preacher. I, I learned that blinker fluid didn't exist. Okay. I mean, I didn't learn too much in automotive class. But John was uh, kind of an outcast. John often wore uh, dark clothing. Uh, John had different tastes in music. John was picked on a lot. Uh, I even remember one time in a parking lot uh, with my truck, I accidentally tapped a truck in front of me in a parking lot. I mean, just a tap, folks. All right, no judging me. But I kind of tapped the truck, and I was like, oh, no. And it was John. And so I got out and said, John, I'm so sorry. And uh, we high five. I said, man, how are you doing today? I had a really quick conversation with him. I think the next week in automotive class, some kids were picking on him, making fun of him. And I remember standing up to, uh, for him. I said, guys, knock it off. Man, John is, John's a friend. And I tried to connect with him. But a couple weeks later, I was sitting, I remember I was in English class, and they made an announcement over the intercom. And they said, John so-and-so, he took his own life. He took his own life. And it impacted me so much. And I told myself after that day, that God, life is too short to put up barriers. Life is way too short to segregate people, to be angry, to ditch people, to push others away. That I made it in my mind on that day. I said, God, I want to love people the way you love people. And it was a pivotal moment for me that later led me into a calling into ministry. It was my Saul becoming Paul moment. And church, can I implore you that there are too many hurting people. There are too many that are angry. There are too many that feel like they're in a ditch and they're stuck. There's too many people out there for us to ditch, but let's rather be the bridge. That it's time to bridge the gap. And it's time for us to ditch the sin that puts up barriers. And this is why I love the gospel message of Jesus. That Jesus did the exact same thing. That he came to earth and he sent his one and only son to bore our sins, to die on a cross so that he can be a bridge for you, for every single person. He became the bridge from darkness into light, from bondage to freedom, from death into eternal 
life. And if you're watching this today, Jesus wants to change you completely. He wants to make Paul's out of Saul's. He took a murderer and made him an apostle. Someone who's going to change the world for Jesus Christ. And so I want to pray with you today. And in the privacy of your home or in your watch party, I want you to invite the Holy Spirit to speak to you today. During this crazy year, during this crazy season, we say, God, I refuse to ditch people. I want to be a bridge. God, I want to make a difference. So bow your heads, close your eyes, and let's pray together. Dear Heavenly Father, God, I thank you. God, I thank you for your word. God, I thank you for Acts chapter 8, Acts chapter 9 today. God, I'm so grateful that a man who was, who was, who was murdering Christians, who was doing the unthinkable, the unconceivable, that God, you changed his life. And God, if you could change his life, God, you could change my life. And so, Father, I pray in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, help us to be a bridge from this side to the other side. Help us to be a bridge in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Let us see hope and love and joy in every scenario. That, Father, maybe somebody's watching here today. And, Father, maybe they feel like they're stuck or you're in a ditch. Maybe you feel like you have nowhere to go. I want you to know that Jesus is there for you. That Jesus was the bridge for you today. He knows exactly where you're at. He knows exactly what you're going through. And Jesus said, I died for you. I died so that you can have life and life to the fullest. So if you're watching me today and you say, Pastor, man, it's been crazy. It's been a crazy couple months. It's been, it's, it's, it's been so insane that I need to give my life to Jesus. I need to recommit my life to him. That I don't want to be in the ditch, but I want to be a bridge. If that's you today, I want you to bow your heads and close your eyes and pray this prayer with me. Say, Jesus, I need you. Say, thank you for dying on the cross. Thank you for paying for what I did. So today, I receive your forgiveness. Say, be Lord of my life. Say, the best way I know how, I'm going to live for you. Say, Jesus, I'm going to be the bridge. Say, I now know who I am. Come on, church. I'm saved. I'm redeemed. I'm a child of God. Everyone give it amen. I want you to shout. Come on, somebody. If you prayed that prayer, I want you to text me at 702-727-8280. Let me know that you gave your life to Jesus Christ. Man, I'd be so honored to celebrate with you. But the rest of us, church, I want you to know. I want to know today if you say, you know what? I've decided to be the bridge. I've decided to pray and ask for opportunity. I've decided to take a risk, but I've decided to reach out and to repeat. And so comment if that's you today and say, I am the bridge. Write that down in the comments. I am the bridge. So guys, I hope you enjoyed today. I cannot wait to see you. But also, we have a great announcement that's going to go to your email boxes or on social media this week. So be on the lookout. Church, I love you. Have a great Sunday.